You're tuned in to In Life Now with Teresa M. Blakely, Coach TMB. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent. Thanks for tuning in to In Life Now. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent. Thanks for tuning in to In Life Now. Go tell a friend, go tell a foe, tell social media, everyone you know. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, go tune in to In Life Now. Go tell a friend, go tell a foe, tell social media, everyone you know. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, go tune in to In Life Now. It's about my life, it's about your life, it's about his life, it's about her life, it's about our life, it's about Christ's life, it's about In Life Now. Come on, it's about my life, it's about your life, it's about his life, it's about her life, it's about our life, it's about Christ's life, it's about In Life Now. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent. Thanks for tuning in to In Life Now. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent. Thanks for tuning in to In Life Now. Hi, I'm Holly Amarande, CEO of Yummy Life Wellness. I'm a certified holistic health and life coach, as well as a nutritional therapist. My specialty is helping you to transform your relationship with food so that you can find a healthy eating plan that works for you and that you'll actually stick to so that you can lose weight for good and have the healthy body and mind that you deserve. We'll talk about much more than just food. We'll also address issues such as emotional eating, stress management, and how to fit healthy living into your busy lifestyle. I'd like to offer you a complimentary coach session where we will get real about your challenges and what's keeping you from moving forward and reaching them. We'll remove hidden barriers that keep you stuck and put together a plan of action that you can begin implementing right away so that you can be on your way to having a healthier body. You can find me at my website at www.yummylifewellness.com on Twitter and Instagram. My username is at Holly Amarande and on Facebook and Pinterest my pages are Yummy Life Wellness. Women entrepreneurs, for your success, join HasuOne.net. This is Linda Otterbridge, founder of Hookah Sister Up, personally inviting you to join the fastest growing women's entrepreneur network in West Michigan. Join now and enjoy one-on-one mentorships from women entrepreneurs who have been there, done that. Workshops to put you at ease about how to grow and protect your business ideas. Ways to market and sustain what you've already built. And much more. Ladies, today can be the first day of your entrepreneurial success. Join us at www.hasu1.net. Hi, this is Sunita Lanier, Grand Rapids Third Ward City Commissioner, and you're listening to in Life Now Radio. Welcome everyone to In Life Now Radio. This is Coach TMB and I am, you know me, as always, I'm super excited about this episode that we're bringing to you on this beautiful day. I have sitting next to me uh, inside of Bates Place the beautiful Kelly Christopher, who is the founder and CEO of Mindboggle, which is a phenomenal uh, organization here in the city that is serving 
uh, the children of not only just Grand Rapids, but uh, she uh, has partnerships with other um, school systems here in the city. So before I bring Kelly live into the show, I just want to read a little snippet about what Mind Boggle is, and then we'll get to talk to Ms. Kelly Christopher. So Mind Boggle, Mind Boggle programs, Mind Boggle programs help students discover that science, math, and engineering can be fun by using hands-on activities that promote critical thinking, literacy, and teamwork. Mindboggle was established to provide affordable science, math, and engineering experiences to a wide range of students, academically and socioeconomically. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelly Christopher. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Oh, don't get shy on me now. <laughs> I'm glad to finally get with you. It's been a while. We've been trying to coordinate this, so I'm glad. I'm glad you're here too. You're a busy lady, and that's a good thing. <laughs> so listen, Kelly, you have your hands on the pulse of the city, uh, working with our community's uh, uh, children. Um, and we're, we're going to give you time to just really go there and, and educate us on today concerning that. But before we dive off into that, I want to just uh, have you uh, introduce yourself to your followers and to the listeners and just tell us a little bit about who Kelly is outside of, you know, being this awesome businesswoman. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm Kelly Christopher. I'm from Grand Rapids. Um, I was educated in Grand Rapids, graduated from Hollywood Hills High School. Then I went to North Carolina A&T State University. Okay. I was an agricultural engineering major. Wow. And then uh, after I graduated, I went to graduate school at the University of Illinois, and I got my master's degree and a PhD there in agricultural engineering. So, um, yeah, it was quite an experience, and one of the reasons I'm so passionate about what I do now, I think, is because of the experience that I had uh, being a minority and being a woman mm -hmm. in a STEM field, STEM standing for science, technology, engineering, and math. And so uh, I really thought that my experiences could benefit someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, the next generation of young people that are coming along who might have an interest in a STEM field mm -hmm. and uh, knowing what it would take to be successful in that area, I was, uh, I'm just glad that I'm able to help others. Wow. You know what? If y'all can see me, I'm like stuck right now because she just blew me out the water. A PhD in agricultural engineering? Yep, that's correct. And you know, uh, I at the University of Illinois, they have a really great ag engineering program, but it's just not a very diverse field. Okay. And so um, when I was in college, I knew that there were not I don't think there were any African-American women who had PhDs in okay. engineering. Mm -hmm. And um, so I wasn't the first, but I think I was the second at the time. But um, there's so much work that needs to be done because in order for students to get to that level, they have to prepare themselves in high school for college. Mm -hmm. Then in college, they have to be prepared for wow. graduate school. Uh, so if we can't get them ready in K through 12, then there's not, not gonna be another PhD engineer coming out so that's why that's kind of why i'm so excited about the work i do not only with my business um which is my bible but the nonprofit that i've established which is called the stem greenhouse 
And the point of that particular organization is to promote minority students and women in STEM fields um, through pre-college programs. Wow. So with Mindboggle, where I really have a pretty broad audience, mm -hmm. uh, and the goal is just for students to have fun and associate mm -hmm. math and science with fun as opposed to um, associating it with drudgery. Uh, my, my nonprofit, I think, um, I'm especially happy with because I can focus on those target areas that I you know, like to uh, impact. You know, there's there's two thoughts that, that come to mind as I sat here or as I'm sitting here listening to you talk. The first thing is um, you're talking about our youth and the, the youth in our community here uh, in the city of Grand Rapids. Um, Bates Place is in one of the hot spots. And so where my mind reflected to uh, was a conversation with uh, Dr. McKechnie from Early mm -hmm. Learning Neighborhood Collaborative. Now, you know, she's very passionate about the creed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if that, in, in her belief is, and I'm just paraphrasing because yeah. it takes her to really go there, mm -hmm. but if they're not getting anything um, in pre-kindergarten, right, right. you know, then the success, to expect success once they hit um, elementary school, it's kind of like, mm -hmm. I don't want to say oblique, but it's like, yeah, yeah it's almost too late Yeah, you know, to, to start school in kindergarten is almost too late uh, nowadays. What they do in kindergarten and first grade is just surprising, you know, they, yeah. they do, their expectations are very high. And, uh, and I think you, it's more important to a child's self-confidence than anything else mm -hmm. uh, to start out behind is just not a good way to get your educational yes. uh, start in life. So. It's in, the early learning is important, mm -hmm. but just imagine how students feel when they come out of high school, they go to college, and they get to that first physics class and they're not prepared. I mean, it's just like that little kid going into kindergarten. The confidence level drops significantly. Mm -hmm. They're not uh, ready for those types of uh, fields. So, yep, I love the work that she's doing. And um, so, yeah, I have a similar you know, it's, it's different, yes. but they go, but but they go hand yeah. in hand because we need the pre-Ks and then we need what, what, what you're doing mm -hmm. amongst what others are yep. doing here yep. to help ensure that our, our children are, are learning. And then the other thing that, that uh, stuck out to me, um, and I was listening to a conversation, um, I think it was, I think it was Oprah and I can't remember mm -hmm. this young lady's name, but she was recognizing a lady, uh, a black lady who had established a, um, engineering um, it was a firm, but it was like a, she had a mentoring program oh, too, where okay. she was working with our girls. Okay. Good. And you mentioned, you know, while you're in college, you know, um, being like probably one of how many right. females? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I was, um, when I well, first of all, I went to an HBCU as an undergrad, okay, which was very helpful because um, it definitely gives you that confidence that you can move on and do other things. Mm -hmm. And then I, uh, when I went to University of Illinois, of course, there's just very few minority students at all, mm -hmm. uh, even fewer female students who are, mm -hmm. at, you know, that are also African-American. She was saying that. Mm -hmm. So it is, uh, it's important to have mentors when you can. Mm -hmm. And they're they're not many mm -hmm. to be had. So what is, can I, can I just ask, uh -huh. what is that like to, um, establish yourself in a, in a male-dominated industry. Mm -hmm. I, it, in my experience, it has been. It was more difficult through the education process than okay. I found it in the in the career. Once, okay. um, once you have the degrees, once you have, I think people 
uh, understand that you are knowledgeable and trust that. Uh, but when I was in college, you know, every because of affirmative action and a lot of other things, <laughs> people always assume that you don't really know what you're doing. Come on, give it and to so, us. <laughs> so every, and so the what you take one class, you have to prove yourself, mm -hmm. and but then you go take another class, you have to prove yourself again. Mm -hmm. It's it's a little bit it's, yeah, it's a little exhausting mm -hmm. to always have such low ex for people to have low expectations of you, um, and then that feeling that you have to prove yourself to every single person. And generally, it's just a lonely experience because you don't um, have a big social network. Mm -hmm. You're doing your assignments and your program. You know, everything that you do, you do it alone as opposed to having the camaraderie of, uh, you know, that's so common in, mm -hmm. that a lot of other people experience in their college experience. So that is the main thing. And, and so that's why, you know, that's kind of why I, I love to do what I do because I'm really hoping that in the future, girls will not have to have such a, you know, a male dominated, right. not only male dominated, but white male dominated mm -hmm. um, career path that they have to follow. That's so, yeah, so in my, in grad school, there were two classes that I took where there was another black person, you know, in all the wow. years I was um, in grad school. So, wow. Well, you know what? You are full and you are a wealth of knowledge and there are going to be a lot of people that are going to um, or that are listening to this podcast um, right now. And I want you to take a moment to just speak some words of encouragement to the, the young black sisters who are, are listening uh, mm -hmm. to this, who feel like they are in a place where, you know, this is all life has to offer me or, you know, I have this dream, but what's the point of, of working towards it? Because I got all of this drama going on around me. Talk to those people. Well, I guess what my, I would encourage uh, people, and I, and I guess it depends on your, your if you're a spiritual person, but um, everybody has a purpose. God has called everybody to do different things. And sometimes you have to discern whether this discouragement is it some? Is it just a dis, Is it temporary? I mean, are you going to be mm -hmm. able to get over this, Absolutely. or is it something that you truly, to your heart, you just don't enjoy doing? Mm -hmm. um, because I do feel that there sometimes people go into engineering or science because they associate it with a so you know a money thing. Oh well, mm -hmm. these areas pay well, mm -hmm. so I want to do that. And if that's the only reason you are <laughs> considering good. science or math or engineering, mm -hmm. um, and then you find out that you don't like it, maybe you should take. Uh, decide exactly what it is that you're passionate about and go follow that. Mm -hmm. However, if you know that you um, have been called to be in science and engineering, and it doesn't matter if it takes you four years or six years to get your bachelor's degree, nobody cares once you, you know, once you're done. So mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I've seen kids who are struggling financially and, you know, it just doesn't seem like they can work and do all that they have to do. Mm -hmm. Just take, you know, I would just encourage people to take their time and, and follow their dreams and do the things that they really want to do as opposed to maybe what's easier or, That's you know, it, it would be, um, if I change my major to this, you know, I know more people in that major, it'll be easier for me to do my assignments, whatever. Um, yeah, just, it, and it's hard. It's something you have to pray about and um, just take some time. But if you've determined and you have your mind set on that goal, and that's kind of how I felt, because there were a lot of times that it was really, you know, it was a, it was drudgery, <laughs> but um, but I had my eye on that goal, and um, I just was determined to do it. And you know, sometimes it might take longer than you expect. There oh, are there are people who are going to discourage you along the way, mm -hmm. uh, 
But if you're confident, yeah. But if you're confident that you're do, you want to do that, just keep moving forward. Wow. Now that that was powerful. We could just wrap it up right there. <laughs> that that was good. And and as you were talking, one of the things that you shared, Kelly, was was following your dream. And that is one thing um, for certainly that I know for sure that you have done by establishing um, this company. But I wanted to ask you before we, we go there, because you're about to educate some people, <laughs> what is your purpose in life now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, just kind of highlight uh, briefly why you're so passionate about it, through, uh, passionate about it through the work that you're doing right now. Well, I feel that um, I feel that God has given me a particular experience, a unique experience, something that only I can offer the world, and I'm I feel that it's my passion not only to share uh, what I know with others, but you know I have a family. That's a big part of my uh, purpose in life is to raise my children and mm -hmm. to encourage them to do to go after what they are passionate about, mm -hmm. and um, and I. I just, I guess I feel that um, if I don't do do this particular work, I just, I will be, I will always be disappointed. And I, there was, <laughs> there was a time when I worked as an engineer and I remember um, just having that feeling like, gosh, I really wish I could work with students. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I like being an engineer, but I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I never see any people that look like me. Mm -hmm. How am I benefiting the world with oh, this work, you man. know? What a there's heavy there's so many people who mm -hmm. can do this engineering work, yeah, yeah. but so pe few people who can speak on uh, being a minority in a STEM field. I could be so much better used in that type of an area. Mm. And so, it, I mean, I didn't immediately quit my job and and start Mind Bottle, but um, at some point, it was just uh, I was ready, you know, to go after that that dream, that passion, uh, that I that was something that I've been thinking about for so long. And uh, I'm so glad that I did. Me too, me too. So that's a great segue, here we go. So hence, mind boggle. <laughs> yeah. Why, what What were some of the needs that you were seeing? <laughs> well, I had, of course I had small children, you know, I think my daughter was about 18 months old when I really started planning this business. And I saw that a lot of people um, myself included, wanted their children to have experiences doing science and math and uh, me, for one, knowing that it was so important for those experiences to be fun, not just what they might do in school with, with uh, worksheets and uh, what it would be required for, of them academically, but just some fun experiences that were also involved math or science mm -hmm. or engineering. And so um, as I look for things for my children, I did find, a, you know, there was an opening in the marketplace something that I could offer and something that I would enjoy. Mm -hmm. uh, I also felt that um, in these type of businesses, um, a lot of it is knowledge-based. Mm -hmm. You know, I had the knowledge. I didn't have to invest in a training course or anything. I knew engineering <laughs> and uh -huh. science, and I could easily translate those to programs for kids based on my own experiences as a, as a mother mm -hmm. and a little bit as an educator as well. So um, that's when I... I started Mindboggle almost five years ago. I think it's been about four and a half years ago. And um, at first, it you know, it was a very slow start. I remember that first summer, I had a couple of camps. And most everybody in it was a cousin <laughs> or, or a friend of a son uh -huh. or, or something. Yeah, we going to yeah. support Kelly. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it was, uh, 
yeah, that was kind of funny. And then the next year I started branching out into some other communities. Uh, a lot of the suburban communities in Grand Rapids with East Grand Rapids and Forest Hills and um, then later uh, Rockford and um, I do some camps that are uh, in Spanish um, in Jenison wow. and so yeah um, Caledonia I'd I work a lot in uh, in Kenwood as well so um, yeah over the years it has grown and I do programming during the summer I work for the public libraries doing programs during the summer mm -hmm. reading programs so, um, yeah, I've had a lot of great experiences, but it also gave me an opportunity to really see the disparity. Mm -hmm. You know, I might be, Talk about I that. would be in um, Forest Hills in the morning, and then i go to Gerald R. Ford, which is a GRPS in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And it would just be like night and day, wow. seeing the differences between the kids. The games and activities I would do with the third graders in Forest Hills or East Grand Rapids, I was doing with the eighth graders. And, GRPS, what? you know, and it, the same types of things. Those those skills um, are so important, and it's important that you learn it no matter where, you know, if you don't really know basic multiplication, addition, subtraction uh, in the eighth grade, um, I mean, it's going to yes, impact you. we were just talking about that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and I had a student when I was working in a program um, over with some middle school girls, and um, there was a young lady who was struggling with a math game, and I had come up to her and her table of people playing. I said, you know, I think if you use division, you can get the answer that you need. And she's like, Dr. Christopher, can you remind me, what is division? You know, oh my she's God. about to go into high school. Now, just imagine when she gets to high school and she's taking her pre-algebra class or whatever, you know, she's going to be behind. She might be too ashamed to tell somebody that she doesn't really understand division or whatever it may be. Oh she was going to struggle probably her whole high school oh career. Um, and so, and then, and then I was telling someone else recently that when I was in East Grand Rapids, a, a seven-year-old boy came up to me and he said, uh, Dr. Christopher, what is your PhD in? I said, oh, it's in agricultural engineering. And he said, um, well, my mother and my father, they both have MDs and PhDs. I said, are they uh, research scientists? And he's like, oh yeah, my dad studies Alzheimer's disease. My mom studies depression. And I just thought, now look at, you know, this little boy, he's seven years old. Oh he's going to he, he's gonna have such an advantage yes. over some child who doesn't, you know, oh, not only do they yeah, have struggle yeah. in math, but they have no support to really help them get where they want to go. Oh, my God. I, I need you to pause <laughs> on that thought for a moment. I need you to speak to the parents, mm. all of the parents right now. Mm. What? If, if if there has been that that one or maybe two things that has just been burning inside of you, if you, uh -huh. if you had them all in one room, <laughs> this is your moment. Well, I would definitely encourage all parents to just be involved in their children's yeah. education. And I've even found that with my own children. Um, sometimes you just need to kind of show up and make sure the teachers know that. You need to that, show up. They yeah. don't kind of show right. up. <laughs> you need to show up <laughs> and um, let the teacher know that you are you know, you're watching That's them it. and that you are involved and that you care. You're concerned. Because they, I think the teachers are just like anybody else, you know, they're busy. They have 20, 30 kids. Mm -hmm. They're going to focus on the ones that, even mm -hmm. if it's subconsciously, they're going to focus on the ones that they know you their mom is good. watching for, you know, you out for them. You are talking good. So, um, 
That's good. If you don't do anything else. And the thing is, you don't have to be a math whiz. I see even the stuff that my son brings home, that's not the same math that we did when we were growing up. Right? I mean, it's it's just taught differently. (laughs) The method, I'm thinking, why don't you just Mm -hmm. borrow and carry like we used to do? But um, so you, so you don't have to be an expert at math or an expert at science. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to be involved and stay involved. And it's hard because kids are busy and they are doing mm-hmm. a whole bunch of things, mm-hmm. and parents are tired and they're working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's really critical because you just cannot let them get behind. Absolutely. And if they and if um, if you just stay on it, you know, every year, I, I I really believe that most kids have a chance to be successful if they have parents who are really supporting them the whole way. Okay, say mm-hmm. that. Pause. Rewind. <laughs> say that last sentence one more time. I just want to say most children have, they have the potential to be successful if they have parents who are supportive of them mm-hmm. and helping them along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of children who don't have the support that um, they need, the parental support. And so for those children, we as a community still have to mm-hmm. kind of step in and try to do what we have to, what we can do. And so um, with the nonprofit that I started, one of the things that's important for me, especially with girls, is just to keep them engaged in math. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for a little girl to say, well, that's something a boy does, or I really, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really care. I didn't have any male, I didn't have any role models of females who enjoyed math or like math in my life. And I think it really hindered me early in my, uh, you know, early in my education because I just, didn't think that that was something that should be important to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now, you know, when I look back, I just think how much further could I have gone if I had had mm-hmm. some support? You know, mm-hmm. I really had to spend some time catching yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I, in middle school, you know, catching up in math, and that was a subject that I had already always done poorly in. But in middle school, I really turned it around and it became like my favorite subject and, mm-hmm. you know, the subject I was most successful mm-hmm. in. So I know that the potential was always there. Obviously. I just didn't, I hadn't accessed it because mm-hmm. my I wasn't exposed. Mm-hmm. So um, kids also just need exposure. They need to know that there are people who look like them that are in science and in math yes. and in engineering. And um, so that's why uh, it's important. At least now there's the internet. You can do searches. I have a um, Facebook page for Mindboggle as well as my website. Um, which is mind-boggle.org. And I try to post things for parents, opportunities for students mm-hmm. to either, um, you know, whether it's getting prepared for the ACT, summer programs, just whatever resource mm-hmm. that is in the community that I find out about, mm-hmm. I post it there so that parents can be encouraged. And, you know, That's and especially good. I try, I don't post a lot of things that are expensive mm-hmm. because um a lot of times parents don't have that extra funds to, you know, mm-hmm. send their kids to robotics camp or something. Mm-hmm. But when there's a free robotics program at the mm-hmm. library and you know mm-hmm. about it, then you can mm-hmm. participate. So, yeah, I would encourage okay. people to just um, utilize the resources that they have and, um, you know, get as much programming as they can when it's offered. But you have to know about it. So you exactly. have to take that initiative to wow. look. What are some of the um, mind boggle? You're, you're doing a lot with mind boggle, but could you tell us what are some of the um, services, other services that you provide? Well, I do several things, but during the summertime, I mainly do uh, summer camps. Okay. And those summer camps are traditionally four days, Monday through Thursday, and they're led by a teacher. Um, and they have themes. Uh, so, for example, there might be a kitchen chemistry theme or spy mm-hmm. science. 
So those are summer things. I also work with organizations um, that like might, they might have an after school program or a summer program where they're working with youth and they'll call me in to just come in for an hour a week and do STEM programming. That happens during the school year as well. So like during this school year, I've been working with maybe five or six schools every, you know, every week I'll go to a school and do a program or two. Mm -hmm. And um, that's predom that's most of my business um, during the school year and in the summer. That's primarily what I offer. I do do some one-time event pro programs. I will do some, um, you know, like when I do things for the library and I'll go to one library and do mm -hmm. a program. Those, um, but not as often as uh, most of my business comes through either summer camps or okay. serving as a vendor for an after-school program or something. Okay. What has been like, um, what has been some of the feedback that you've received from uh, the kids, yes, but I want to know about the parents, too. What are they saying? Well, um, the parents are usually just happy to have an opportunity for their kids to mm -hmm. be exposed in a fun way to mm -hmm. science and, and math. And so I had um, a friend who's, who, she had a couple of sons who attended one of my camps last summer. And it was just, she was so surprised at how much fun that they were having mm -hmm. and how excited they were to go every day to camp and learn about chemistry mm -hmm. uh, because it had this food theme. And so, you know, one day, <laughs> you know, you're making uh, ice cream or you're making root beer or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, you were taking things that are familiar to them, mm -hmm. but making it, uh, making it fun giving them uh, experiences that yeah. they, you know, that they will enjoy and that they will yeah. share with their friends and family. Uh, and even some things that they can do at home themselves. Okay. So okay. they learn how to make butter or whatever it is. Uh, and they'll know the scientific reason why does this work? Why, you know, about the fermentation oh. process, about freezing or whatever it is. So um, it's, it's fun for them. And, it, and then the parent as well, you know, they mm -hmm. just are glad that their children mm -hmm. are excited about it and happy to go. And because they're expecting one day, you know, they're going to be ex excited about their biology yes. class or they'll be yes. excited about their physics That's class. Good. And even though they're, you know, because my program started kindergarten and I'm telling you, those kindergarten classes are packed. And I'm thinking, man, parents are starting mighty early. Yeah, we <laughs> have they to. Want, they want their kids. Yes, they mm -hmm. want their kids to have this exposure as soon as possible. Uh so that they will not fear it in the wow. future. And that's really a big thing, too, because I know a lot of people just walk around in fear of math, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's horrible. Yes, I'm uh, one of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we know that those fears usually don't have any real basis, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, so if you can get rid of that at an early age and mm -hmm. let your child just experience all those subjects without mm -hmm. that, um, you know, without that fear, they definitely they'll be open to do whatever they want to do you know yeah. and it's not about you being a scientist one day it's just about you saying i'm open to doing science i'm open to doing math uh and that's what i want for my children wow so wow a lot that's of parents good. are like that that is really really good there was a another conversation and i know we got to get ready to, to let you go but i remember um having a conversation with uh, Dean Roy, mm -hmm. and uh, this this very thing came up about agriculture and engineering, mm -hmm. uh, but there's such a need across the board mm -hmm. with, with more people taking on that as a field of, of uh, space. Well, and you know, and I don't know what, why it is that African Americans, um, they particularly uh, 
are a little bit concerned about um, agriculture. I don't know if it's like a negative connotation we have from slavery or something, but I rarely, you know, it's rare for African Americans to want to go into agriculture. Mm -hmm. But uh, but think of all the people who need to eat. I exactly. mean, every day you're eating Come on. We <laughs> need cereal, food. whatever. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in grad school and I had read about in an agricultural journal book about someone who had created a solution that kept apples from browning. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hey, just eat an apple, who cares? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, McDonald's thought, hey, that's a pretty good idea. Mm -hmm. And they processed those little apple dippers in Fruitport, which is just wow. a little ways away up from here. Yeah, just up the road. Now, everybody who's sitting around eating apple dippers, do they think somebody had to invent something to keep this no. apple from browning? Mm -hmm. Somebody had to package it and put it in a little bag for me so I don't eat instead of oh, eating french fries. God. So, yes, there's That's a amazing. lot of amazing things in agricultural engineering. My specialty was drainage, which, you know, okay. which I never thought as a child I would grow up to be a drainage expert. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, but I, um, that was my thing, and I did program like a, was called modeling, so okay. uh, computer programming, basically, yeah. to predict how many fertilizers and pesticides would get into our water supply when it rains, you know, from agriculture. Mm -hmm. So, but that's important. It though, is very important because little. I mean, this is a whole other subject. Mm. I feel myself about to go off on a tangent. But little do we know that all of those different chemicals and whatnot mm -hmm. that are in the soil, a lot of us don't know that that's being filtered into mm -hmm. the water. Thank and you. there's ways that um, there's precautions, if you will, that mm -hmm. need to be taken yep. so that we don't consume that. That's right. Wow. So that's a very, that's a very important very thing. important field. Mm -hmm. I encourage people to look at you know look into it if they're interested in the environment. Wow. Well, listen, Kelly, I have thoroughly enjoyed myself with you, and I really don't want to stop talking, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be obedient. I know you have other things to do today, <laughs> but um, I just want to thank you so much for, for being a guest on the show, and I, I want you one more time tell people how can they get in contact with you and your okay. organization. Well, the best way to contact me is through my website, which is mind-boggle.org. Well, mind or uh, the, my Facebook page. So you can look up Mind Boggle on Facebook and connect with me that way as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again. It's been so fun, and we thank wish you. you so much success in what you do. Thank you. I appreciate this opportunity. You're welcome. All right, family, that's it. Didn't we have a great time with uh, Dr. Kelly Christopher, founder and CEO of Mind Boggle? Listen, you know what? I just absolutely love her and the work that she is doing. If this is something that you are interested in seeing wherever you live, do me a huge favor and get in contact with this uh, young lady. She has exactly what you have been looking for. So for more information on Coach CMB, you all, you all already know where to find me. I'm on social media. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Coach TMB. Listen, I'm getting all tongue-tied. Kelly got all this power going on over here. <laughs> but remember, as Coach TMB always says as we close out, to live your best life in life now. Until next time, peace.